The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. From the studios of The Shepherd Radio Network, it's Afternoons with Mike. This next hour is all about our walk with Jesus with local pastors, newsmakers, people who are making a difference for the gospel. Now, here is your host, Mike Gilland. Hey friends, and welcome to Afternoons with Mike. Today, not coming from Orlando like my normal procedure, but instead up in Gainesville, where Mark Radio really began back in 2011. And uh, I am so honored to be back up in the studios in Gainesville for uh, today's program. And with me as my guest, I'm so excited about this, Milko Villarreal is my guest today. Milko, his uh, given name would be Miguel. Absolutely, But, but yes. uh, it is great to have you. Thank you, Mike. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Now, that means, obviously, both of us are Mikes. Then. Yes, we're Mikes. We're, we're, <laughs> in Spanish, we would say there's a word that uh, it's tocayo. Tocayo means a person who has the same name. Okay. And we were talking earlier about, you know, the meaning of names. So... The, the, you know, when you meet somebody that ha- that has your same name, they give you that special relationship um, a name, and it's Tokayo. And Tokayo. it's kind of like being um, joint at the hip after okay. that. Yeah. All right. So well, good morning, Tokayo. Well, well uh, good morning, and we are joined <laughs> at the hip. That's right. Milko is the new market manager for Mark Radio. And uh, you're new into this area, obviously still in the process of getting settled in. And Mark Radio encompasses radio stations throughout Alachua County, on down into Marion County. And obviously, we have grown a lot in the last couple of years. Uh, four years ago, taking uh, now a new station in Orlando, which is where I'm based, as you know, and you've been in our studios there in Orlando. Yes, sir, I have. And, and they're very nice. And uh, so grateful that uh, they did that back in 2019. But they also picked up a station in Dallas and a station in Melbourne. So uh, Mark Radio is on the grow. And it is terribly exciting. (laughs) It it is. (laughs) Yes. So tell us a little bit about yourself. I know you you said you were born in Texas. Yes. And from a a Mexican family that uh, your dad, uh, I I don't know if did he work in Laredo as well? Yeah. So so I am what, uh, you know, there is no... uh, uh, I'm not implying that I like him or dislike him, but I am what uh, Mr. Trump calls an anchor baby. Okay. Yeah. So um, uh, I, my parents lived on the border of Mexico and the United States and, you know, Texas. And um, it was Nuevo Laredo and uh, Mexico, Laredo, Texas. Healthcare was a lot better in the United States than in Mexico. Oh, yes. Um, And so they crossed the border to, um, you know, so that I could be born in a better hospital. Mm -hmm. There was no intent of becoming U.S. citizens or anything like that. There were, you know, working people that had businesses in Mexico. It's just, it was a convenience, you know, to do that. But as, as the years went on, it turned out to be a very good decision. It was a great decision. And I know that this current state that's happening right now in uh, the Texas border and what's going on down there, that's got to mean a whole lot even more to you and your family. Absolutely. And, and, you know, unfortunately, even uh, the, um, uh, the, the media outlets that are covering what is happening, uh, they're not doing it justice. This is, it's a terrible situation uh, from a humanitarian perspective. Absolutely. And from an economic perspective. I mean, you have very small little towns that are being, you know, overrun by the- Inundated. Inundated. And and, um, so, yeah, it's it's special and it touches, you know- uh, uh, a part of my heart because it's it's it, there's a lot of suffering. Yeah, yeah, and I can't even imagine the economic impact of what's going on because of just the the level. It's not it's not just like that. Everyone is crossing that border. 
is um, coming over with good intentions. There's a lot of bad stuff happening down there as well. Absolutely. So, you know, um, Mexico is for all practical uh, purposes a uh, narco estate. So, and, um, you know, people don't want to admit that. But the cartels run the country. Yeah, they, they're running that border area. Right uh, they're running the country, and so it it, it is uh, it is sad, and uh, and it's difficult for people to um, you know to adjust to. And but life's got to go on, right? Yeah, yeah. So growing up now, that uh, that was a lot different back then. Oh, absolutely. And so I, it sounds like you would have had what would be. A very, uh, a very normal in in the sense of how most of us grew up back then. Oh, very normal, you know, beautiful life, you know, lived on the border with two countries, have the best mm-hmm. of both of them. Uh, when I was, you know, when I was, even until I was about 14 years old, uh, you could come and go across the border without much paperwork or anything. We, you know, people didn't care. It was not an open border, but, you know, very easy to get in and out. So, yeah. Well, well, and I know that uh, growing up there, you did, and you stayed in there even in your college years, right? No, I, uh, so, so I was born in, in, you know, in Texas, in Laredo. We lived in Nuevo Laredo. At 17, I graduated high school and I moved to uh, College Station, Texas, which is uh, what we'd like to call the promised land. Oh, I I should have uh, made myself clear. I mean, you stayed in Texas. I stayed in Texas. Yeah, you stayed in Texas, right? absolutely. Not around Laredo, but because I know you went to uh, Texas A&M. Whoop. Well, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, they joined the SEC, so that's uh, big stuff. It's been, sometimes it's been good and sometimes it's been bad. Yeah, well, you've had some pretty uh, notable quarterbacks. Absolutely. That's come out of that area recently, so that's awesome. Well, this is really exciting. And what uh, was your progress growing up? I know you're part of uh, your family were, and you were raised in the Catholic Church, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, um, uh, I, I, I'm going to tell you a very quick story because I'd like to, uh, you know, when people ask me, you know, being a minority, um, one of the questions that I get asked is, are you Latino, which is, you know, fodder for a whole nother conversation. Yes, it is. Yeah. um, Are you Hispanic? Are you Mexican? And I'd like to, to answer, first of all, I said, I'm a Christian. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's, that uh, ruffles a lot of people's feathers. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) I'm a Christian first. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm a United States citizen born and, you know, uh, and I live here in the United States and, uh, but I am, um, you know, my, my heritage is, um, you know, uh, Mexican. And I, and I'd like to say that because I am one of those, um, I, I think saying Hispanic is a euphemism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You do not hear people say, I'm European. No, they'll tell you, I'm Italian, I'm Polish, you know, mm-hmm. and they... That's a good point. Yeah, and they yeah. represent. So uh, so I have been, you know, living, you know, I have led a, a fabulous life. I have been very blessed. And I think that it is my responsibility to represent for my people in the home country. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to say I'm Hispanic or I'm Latino. I will tell you I am Mexican because if I were from Venezuela, I would say I'm Venezuela. Right. Right. Yeah. That, yeah. that, uh, sweeping moniker, it's too general, isn't it? Yeah. To say absolutely. Hispanic. Yeah. It's yeah. way too general. Absolutely. It can, in, in fact, with uh, the Latin world is so wide, you would never get an idea as to where a, well, a person's roots actually were from. Absolutely. And so, so getting back to the question of, of, of being, you know, uh, a raised Catholic, um, I have done a lot of work with the church, uh, belong to several men's groups and so on and so forth. And one of the things that Catholics are known for is uh, 
we really believe in Christ's first miracle of converting water into wine. So we partake. <laughs> we partake in, the, in, 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 in beer, drinking from time to time. And we had a retreat with a, uh, an Irish priest, and we you know, brought some Guinness for him. Uh, so that we could have a, a, a couple of beers with him. And, and he got a little, you know, happy, let's just say. Uh-oh. And um, it, it, one of these new Christians was rah-rah about, you know, how Catholics are it. They're the best, this, this and that. And, and the priest says, let me tell you something. He says, that's the first mistake we can make. I said, all of us, whether Christians or not, you know, the, 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 the second commandment says it all. When Jesus gave it to us in new form, love your neighbor as Jesus has loved you. Yeah. Right? right. And he says, when I was a missionary in, uh, in India, where people, in an area where people didn't even know who Christ was, okay, the lady who used to bring us water at the end of the day, let me tell you, she will get to heaven before I get there. Mm-hmm. You know, 12 years of theology and whatever, she'll mm-hmm. get there first because she knows the <laughs> meaning of love. So I am, I am a, a person who, who believes that as long as you do good, uh, you are going to... Uh, you're going to spend eternity, you know, where we all love to think that we will be, yeah. regardless of how you think, yeah. regardless of your of, of your background or denomination. Do you know, Mike, by any chance, you probably do know this, do you know that there are 38,000 different officially approved and acknowledged Christian denominations. I wasn't aware the of the exact number, but I know it's way up there. Like yeah. That. yeah. So, and what do we all have in common? Yeah. Christ. Christ. That's Lord. right. That's Amen. exactly right. So, yeah. And I think it is so easy. And I think American, the, the church in America has been so myopic in thinking that their way is the, the only way. And their viewpoints on some of these viewpoints are the only. And sadly, there's been a lot of civil wars in the church over over the decades. All of them in all the different churches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On these things, but this is where we can go back. When we share Christ, we share the most important thing, and that's it. And I, I appreciate about you, Milko. I really, in my first meeting, which was in Orlando, by the way, when you were down visiting there, I had a chance to meet you. You got to see our beautiful Shepherd Studios while you were there. And it is so cool to meet somebody brand new and instantly feel that brotherhood connection that is there. And that's something that the world cannot understand. So... Let me tell you something else, and this is going to sound a little self-serving, but I have a lot of experience. I've been in different markets. I have had tremendous opportunities to do business in the media world at very high levels. I've I've been very fortunate to do that. But as you know, as we get older, Mm -hmm. We start putting a premium on different things that are important to us in our life. Maybe earlier on was making money, providing for the family, getting ahead socially, professionally, so on and so forth. But as we mature and we start uh, seeing uh, that um, eternity is getting closer to us than a few years ago, things change and you put a premium on, on, on things of higher value. Yes. I have, I have been so impressed with the people at, at Mark Media and, and all of the, uh, the companies that surround them that it is precisely that feeling of instant brotherhood mm. that made me decide I'm coming there. Mm. That's what I'm going to do. These are the people the type of people that I want to be with. Oh, I agree completely. You come from an, a, a large, mega, or I do, uh, publicly traded company, 
And the stockholders are the most important part of that company, whereas in a company like ours, it is its people that are the most important. And that translates in that the listeners become the most important part of what we do, not, not the bottom line. Yeah, and, and you're right. Uh, people could think that's self-serving, that you're, you're finding a place that feels comfortable and you like yeah. the brotherhood, but it really is a pure thing. It's not just something that is put on, and that's where I am. I'm honored every day to get to come to work and to feel that what you're describing uh, with all of the people with whom I work. It's an amazing privilege. One of the young men that, that, I, that I'm working with now here in uh, Gainesville asked me yesterday, what is it that, that, that you uh, uh, enjoyed about meeting the staff? And I said, a sense of honesty, you know, sincerity and honesty in the group. And when I met the staff, who that's could great. ask for more? That's right. Boy, that's yeah. a big thing. Now, before we take a break, got to find out about the name. I know there's a story behind <laughs> Milko <laughs> and, and why you're known as Milko versus Miguel. Absolutely. So um, uh, some people may know uh, or may remember an actress by the name of Gina Lolo Brigida. Uh, the, our older uh, listeners would definitely remember that. A, a, uh, uh, a lady that, you know, most people would call fetching. You remember that word? I don't. When, no, I don't think so, I heard. So that was the word that, that was used to describe a lady that was elegant and beautiful mm -hmm. and classy fetching fetching so, i've heard it yeah, yeah. i wouldn't yeah. have been part of my vocabulary yeah. but i yeah but yeah so uh my grandmother on on my mother's side was a big fan of the of, of her when she was an actress a young actress and she my grandmother read in a magazine that her her uh, husband's name was milko and she liked the name, and she wanted to give me uh, that name, but my father said, my name is Miguel, and I would like for him to be named Miguel. And later we found, they found out it means the same thing. <laughs> That's right. It's Slavic for Michael or Miguel. Yeah. yeah. So it works. It and, works. And yeah. uh, it, it stuck for you. Yep. Mil yeah. Now, when you say it, it sounds so much better than when I say it. <laughs> Milko. Milko. Yeah. Milko. I've got to say it like that. Milko. Yeah. So uh, I don't know how it's pronounced, you know, in Slavic. I don't know. I need to yeah. research that. But uh, that is how. But you know what? I, I, I let people make up their mind as to which one they prefer. Some yeah. prefer Miguel. Some prefer Milko. Yeah. I, I answered to both. That's great. My uh, my friends from uh, the islands, uh, from Cuba, from I have friends that are in uh, that I've met in the ministry. Almost every one of them who are Spanish speaking, they'll call me Miguel. Yeah, and and that'll be the way they greet me. Yeah, and and that means. You are welcome. You're one of ours. Mm, yeah. That's great. Absolutely. Well, it is great to have Milko with. Going to say it the way you do, Milko Villarreal. And uh, we'll be back with him in a moment. He's the market manager at Mark Radio, and he's based now in Gainesville. That's where we are. We'll be back in a moment. This is Afternoons with Mike. You're on The Shepherd. EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat serves all your comfort needs. With over 40 years' experience, EC Waters is a top train comfort specialist, earning customers for life with integrity. No wonder EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat has earned a 4.6 or higher out of 5 rating and reviews across all major online platforms. For all your comfort needs, call 407-603-9144 or visit ecwaters.com. Palm Beach Atlantic University Orlando offers three distinct areas of study. An evening Master's of Science in Clinical Mental Health Counseling, an evening Bachelor's of Science in Human Services, and our new Daytime Bachelor's of Science in Nursing. All of our courses are offered at our beautiful campus on Millennia Boulevard. For more information or to schedule a tour, call 844-PBA-ORLANDO. That's 844-PBA-ORLANDO. So happy to be up in the studios of Gainesville's Mark Radio for this program today. With me, my guest, Milko Villarreal 
and he is the market manager, the new market manager for our Gainesville-based radio stations in Mark Radio, and uh, that would include a bunch of stations. Uh, obviously, a couple of them are with us in the Shepherd, but we also have a few other uh, radio stations that would be secular formats, and it's a fun company because we get to do the whole wide range of uh, different formats and the different listening audience that's there all under really one roof here. And that's really a, a wonderful thing about Mark Radio in Gainesville. And you've told us the story of your name. Now I'd like, if you would, Milko, to tell us the story of how it was you coming from Texas A&M after school. What led you into this whole world of media? Well, um, I am a legacy radio person. Uh, my dad got into journalism at the age of 14, uh, newspaper at the time. And the newspaper that he worked for, uh, was owned by, uh, one of his uncles mm. in the family, in the family. Yeah. And, um, the, the family was large as they used to be you know, way back when. So there were nine, nine uh, brothers, and three of them were well-off, and the other ones were just regular folk. And one of the ones that was well-off owned the newspaper. And um, through his relationships in, in that industry, he ended up getting into radio. And uh, so my father moved from um, being a journalist to, uh, you know, starting to learn to trade uh, for radio. What year would that have been? Um, so that would have been, he's in the mid-40s. Mid-40s. Yes. Now, radio was uh, was an infant in the mid-40s. It was yeah. an infant, and it was mm -hmm. a big thing. Mm -hmm. you yeah. Know? And so... You had all of the entertainment that uh, that was replaced by television. Radio theater was there, and all of that. Oh, yeah. my goodness. I mean, it was fabulous. My dad would tell us stories about how, you know, it was really, really a wonderful experience, and, you know, the audience engagement, and, you know, all of that was was fabulous every night spin around the big radio uh, absolutely yeah and so uh because it was in its infancy and the uh, the uh federal communications commission and and its equivalent in mexico were doling out frequencies because they wanted you know the countries to be served and so my father was was lucky enough to be selected to get oh, wow. a construction permit uh, at this time now, he had met my mom, you know, who eventually became his wife. And, um, you know, we, we think we are, you know, the masters of our own destiny, but we are not. And uh, so I think that uh, they were very fortunate enough that the Lord had a plan for them and set out a, a set of steps that they were able to recognize and follow. Mm -hmm. And before they knew it, they were the proud owners of a radio station. Isn't and, that something? And he did, um, you know, production and he did sales and my mom did uh, accounting and traffic. <laughs> and, and, and they got, the, you know, they got going with that. Um, and so, so I'm a heritage, you know, broadcaster. When you said that, I did not realize that you literally grew up in the home owned by a radio station. Owner. Mike, we have no video here, but I will tell the audience that I am completely bald. <laughs> and my theory is that the backup transmitter to the radio station was Across the wall from my bedroom. There you go. <laughs> okay, all those RF uh, frequencies coming through right Absolutely, there. Absolutely. They yes. just burn. maybe that's my problem as well. Oh, well, you never yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can remember being a young radio guy when I was going into it, and my first time ever of walking into the transmitter room to click on a big old a fifty thousand watt transmitter. 
clicking it on. Filaments. Oh, my goodness. The <laughs> hair on your arm stands up. You feel it. You wonder, what in the world is this doing? And yeah. those are all good questions. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> they really yeah. are. Yeah. I'm glad that in today's world, most of the transmitters are a little bit more remote, and we're not having to be right next to them. And they're solid state now, and yeah. you know, there's nothing leaking inside the rooms. <laughs> yeah, right. That's right. It's a lot safer. Well, you grew up in that then. Yes. And what, what would be some of your fun early memories about radio and maybe even getting to tinker yourself so my first commercial i recorded at seven years old seven years old yes at seven years old my father landed it's a new account a a uh, a brand new uh shoe store uh that had opened up in in our hometown and my dad went and talked to the owner and convinced him to advertise. And they specialized in children's shoes. Okay. And so I made my first commercial, you know, uh, talking about the shoes that my dad had just bought me. Is that right? That is correct. Do you remember any aspect about the shoe in uh, the commercial? So they were the most uncomfortable <laughs> Uh, <laughs> black solid i call it hide not not leather yeah shoes, right you know oh, that's what i remember so i do remember oh my yeah, goodness absolutely oh that's crazy yeah. and that is the beginning of many many beginning. commercials that you've been a part of absolutely i uh from then you know you know we did the whole family has been blessed with with a good radio voice, mm -hmm. and uh, the, the the girls and the boys, my mom, everybody. So, so we did a lot of, of, of commercials for 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 the family radio station. Describe, if you will, a little bit of the state of technology at that time. What was that like? What did you record on? Do you remember? Yeah, reel to reels. Okay, you had reel to reel. They would be like the Wallensock 3M company might have had that. Yep. There was a company called Revox back in Revox, the Revox. That's yeah. we 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 had. Revox and Altec. Altec yeah, was Altec an, was a big one. Was yeah. a big one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And then, of course, there were, you know, how we played the spots were, were carts. That's right. Because, so by the time I got there, uh, and we, it, it, so from, from 7 to 14, I really wasn't really involved. But at 14, I got involved again during the summer as a board op. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and that's when I, they had moved from playing commercials in real to real to carton machines. That's right. That was a big deal. It was a big Continuous deal. loop. They would cue themselves up. Absolutely. And and you better use the right length because you only had three machines and if you know if it doesn't run through you're gonna have dead air. That's right. And your father's gonna call you and <laughs> said, What the heck are you doing? <laughs> That's no, right. No dead air. No dead air, man. That was like the no no in that. And I remember back in the day uh, you know, I've, I went through the progression in that season in my life where you had to punch every individual card machine right on the face of the card machine. Then later there were buttons that they would install. Yeah. And then they came out with automatic triggering uh, carts yes. that would trigger the next one automatically with a little tone. Yep. That was uh, not perceptible to the ear. Yeah, but it was at the end of the recording. Yeah, that's yep. right. Yep. So though those were fun days. Those were the days. I've got pictures of me when I started off in country radio. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, that back yeah. in the day. And so this would be the early 70s. Mm -hmm. And back then, Nashville was only 100 miles, 100, uh, 130 miles from my city. Mm -hmm. So we would have a lot of uh, the Nashville artists that would come up, make personal visits to my studio, mm -hmm. sit and be on my program. Uh, you know, people back in that day, like Barbara Mandrell would, yeah. would come in and, and I had a, a regular in Charlie McCoy, the, who was the harmonica player. Yeah. Charlie was a friend and we come up and set in and we had the Oak Ridge boys. We had wow. so many different people. How come fabulous. In. Yeah. It was so much fun and, and getting to do it back then, but we played all of our music mm -hmm. on 45s or 33s. None of this digital stuff. We didn't even understand the term digital. So, you know, the listeners are, you know, not familiar, you know, with what goes on in the studios. But when you're sitting in front of a board and you have two turntables and you have uh, three cart machines, two on the right, three on the left, and 
the songs were less than three minutes long. That's right. And so you're having to queue up the next, you know, cut on that 33 while you're hitting a button on the left to play That's one right. commercial, make sure that it is queued up just right, change the other, flip the <laughs> the other 33 so you could be ready for the next song, hit the uh, cart machine on the left to play another commercial, and then catch your breath to say, welcome. It's yeah. 3.35 in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> and God forbid you need to use the restroom. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah. But uh, that, that happens as well. Well, yeah. And so back in the day, there were songs that would be longer, and we would play those longer songs. So that we could take that break. <laughs> that is exactly right. This is way too much fun. And back back in that day, when I think back to how things were, you, what you just described caused that shift that you'd be on to fly by. Absolutely. I mean, you it just would be like measured in seconds. Yeah, the four hours yeah. were nothing. Yeah, yeah. It, it's so true. Absolutely. Yeah, you, you'll laugh at this. I, I had my first job, and I, I worked in a city that was a half an hour away, and I mm -hmm. would get there at 5.30 in the morning. And I would work till one. Now that was a long board That's a long, shift. Absolutely. But then I got a second job at that country radio station that mm -hmm. I mentioned. And they would often use me to fill in for the afternoon drive shift that started at two. Oh my gosh. So I left at one o'clock, drove a half an hour to Evansville, uh, have dinner downstairs at the restaurant and come upstairs where our studios were and then work till seven. So I was on from 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. That was a crazy time in my life right there. Bless your heart. <laughs> it was nuts. I would be exhausted. I'd go home. I would go to bed at 8, 8 o'clock. Yeah. And then he started all over with the next day. It was nuts. But that's what you do back that's in the day. That's what you do, yeah. So what were some of the fun experiences that you remember? So, um, so uh, let, let me first ask you, uh, it... Did you ever listen to rock and roll? Oh, absolutely. So are you familiar with Stairway to Heaven? Of course. Okay. Led Zeppelin. Led yeah. Zeppelin. Yeah. So at the bright age of 14, my mother decided it was time for me to get on the air. And so I had a three-hour show from 7 p. to 10 p. Monday through Friday. And the directive was that the first hour and a half, I would do top 40. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and then that I would have creative freedom in the second hour and a half to essentially go to uh, album-oriented rock. And um, which would have longer cuts on longer it. cuts, yeah, right. and, 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 and then you got to, you know, uh, really satisfy what what is now known as your P one, your preferred listener, who is more of a, uh, 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 who's who's a real serious follower of music, and they would not listen only to the hit in the album, but they would go beyond and go into the deep cuts, right. So, uh, um, I, um, I was young and, um, the, uh, I was playing stairway to heaven <laughs> and to close out the show. And by that time I had the lights dream, you know, yeah, they, were, they were dimmed down, dimmed right? down yeah. and I started playing and so on and so forth. And at towards the end, you know, as the music starts getting really nice and heavy before it goes into that quiet end, you know, um, I, I'm, you know, playing the drums with a couple of, uh, of, uh, pencils on the board you know <laughs> and as she wound on down the road <laughs> you know her shadow taller than her soul <laughs> at some point in time mike i hit the mic pot oh you didn't know it was open <laughs> and i didn't know it was open so oh my as, as i am you know as it's winding oh. down and i'm going and she's buying. I'm not a singer. <laughs> the phone rang. Oh my goodness. And I pick it up and it's my mother. 
your mic pot is open and you're not a good singer. <laughs> oh, that is a great story. <laughs> I tell you oh what. Oh, my gosh. That was not the bad thing. It was going to school tomorrow. Oh, that's right. And you, had to, morning, you had to live through it. I had to face, face yeah. the music. Oh, so. my goodness. Lots because good back times. then, everyone would be listening again. Absolutely. It was the big thing. Yeah. And, Oh, I, yeah. I just love it. And things have changed a lot. We're going to be talking about some of the some of the changes. I think there are some positive things that's happened in media over the uh, last couple of decades. A lot of things, though, are, I, I, uh, I kind of miss the old days. Uh, I think a lot of people do, don't you? I agree with you completely. It's, it's uh, you know, there are things that technology kind of picks you up and, and carries you. Yep. Uh, Sometimes it punches you in the nose. And it punches you in the nose. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) And there's nothing that we can really do because the majority of the population is being taken along with it. But I do miss um, uh, some of the slower times in in terms of uh, where, where service and quality were a lot more important than how fast you could do it. That's right. And right now, you know, it, it, you know, instant gratification is in everybody's brains. No patience, so on and so forth. So, mm-hmm. uh, which is one of the reasons why I really enjoy, you know, getting into the outdoors, mm-hmm. leaving the phone behind. You got to get away from it. Got to get away from yeah, it. Yeah, and there's nothing like going outside to do that. And you know, Mike, it's kind of interesting. I was talking to a gentleman yesterday. And he said, well, you know, you've got a great personality for your business because you seem to be, you know, an extroverted individual. And I said, quite, quite the contrary, I'm very introverted. Mm. And, uh, but in reality, what I am is an ambivert, which is a person who is extroverted in a comfortable environment, but introverted in an environment where he's not comfortable. Mm. And uh, he said, you know, that is very interesting. Do you know how to tell the difference. And I, and I said, no, not really. And he said, look, how do you decompress? Do you decompress and recharge around people? Or do you decompress and recharge by yourself? And I said, I definitely do it by myself, which is why I was talking about, you know, the outdoors and relaxing mm-hmm. and having no phone. He said, a person who is introverted needs to find his quiet time Mm. in order to recharge his batteries, especially because those people are taxed very much so physically and and emotionally when they have to be extroverts. That's really, really very interesting. I don't think I've ever heard some of those terms like the yeah. ambivert. I'm, I've never yeah. heard that before. Yeah, so I, 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 ambivert I had, but but the analogy and the analysis yeah. that he gave me was dead on. And, and, and if I look at, at my life and what I do, yeah, it's... Uh, uh, it, it, it's dead on. Well, you're a learned introvert to come over very friendly and <laughs> joyful because that's what I, I would describe about you, my friend. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. We're having a great time. Milko is with us today. He is the market manager at Mark Radio in Gainesville. We will be right back. Pastors and financial leaders, do you need expert accounting or tax help? Do you have payroll or 1099 questions? Do you need a ministry expert to help you acquire real estate for your next project? If the answer is yes, yes, and yes, visit PetraWorldwide.org. Petra Worldwide has been strengthening ministries to transform humanity since 2007. Visit PetraWorldwide.org or call 855-481-9095. With me today is Milko Villarreal, and he is the market manager at Mark Radio. What a delightful visit we've heard and learned a lot from you already in this program, my friend. Thank you, Mike. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Well, this is yeah. a lot of fun to get to know another individual from a, a background that would be you know unique to a lot of us in Florida. Uh, certainly, uh, Florida is 
the home of so many different uh, backgrounds, cultures, and to have you as a part of Mark Radio, the parent company that owns The Shepherd, is such a delight. And uh, again, I really appreciate your vast, and I do mean this in the most positive way, a vast level of experience in radio. Having been born into a family of of a radio station owner, I mean, you've grown up with... uh, a background that would be different than most of us in this business. An enviable background growing up. I was the first one to get the new music. Yeah, that's made, really a perk right made, there. Made, made me very popular <laughs> at my school. <laughs> well, that kind of leads us well into what I want to talk about. I mean, even on that, you know, we've we've talked about images of playing 45 records and 33 and a third records. And now if you were to visit most any radio station, you won't find a turntable around. Everything is computer-based. Uh, station studios like ours in Orlando, uh, it's all digital and everything is there. It's all, it's all that. And we, we talked earlier about sometimes the nostalgia of going back and thinking about the way things were, you kind of miss that a little bit, right? Yep. You're, you're, you're very right. But, but we're very efficient these days. Very efficient. Yes. And it is incredible how the FCC has changed along with the times and I it's think trying to. It's, it's trying, trying to. to. Yes. But <laughs> <Right. laughs> deregulation happened and a lot of the early requirements. I'm sure you had to have your third ticket like I did back in the day, right? Absolutely. Did yes. you have a first or a third? A third. That's what mine was. Yeah. 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 And you don't even have to have that stuff. Not now. anymore. No. 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 Nothing. Yeah. So anybody can be in there to operate a radio station if they get hired to do it, and then they can actually pull it off. But back in the day, you could not legally do that. Absolutely. Yep, you're right. You had to have that license, that permit on the wall in the studio. Yes. Yep. Yeah, I still have mine. Do you have yours? Yeah, I don't know. It, it might be there somewhere. I don't remember. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. It was so much fun. Very hard to get, too. Absolutely. In. It was not, a, it was not uh, an easy thing. No, yeah. you had to take that <clears throat> dreaded Element 9 test, which oh my God. had to do with everything, that none of which you use I on a daily rate basis. never used it on the air. Nope. No. No. Yep. Just knowledge that is now stored up in those worthless banks of uh, memory <laughs> that we have, right? But I started to say things have changed. And when you look, when you look at the American media scene right now, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? The first thing that comes to my mind is uh, how splintered it is. Uh, We come from a world where we were called mass media. Why? Because we reached the masses. Um, I don't, you know, the people that, that do and run statistics are very good at manipulating and coming up with whatever yeah, it is. You can bend numbers any way you want. Absolutely. But so I do not know that there is any single media platform these days uh, that, that, that reaches masses the way we used to. Mm. Um, and that has, you know, one of the ways that that has made things a lot more difficult and, and at the same time created some opportunities is the fact that you can no longer as an advertiser utilize one or two, uh, you know, platforms in order to reach your audience. So now you have got to go really spread yourself out there and, and, and target the niches through the different platforms that uh, that better serve the particular niche. Mm-hmm. You know, if you get into the older generations, we're still very effective at reaching them through um, terrestrial radio and television. But as you start getting into the, uh, the, the younger generations, yeah. now you have to become a really, really a media expert, you know, and combine social media with, uh, with terrestrial with, uh, or, or analog, if you will, uh, with all the digital, you know, options. And it's become, you know, quite difficult, but on the opposite side, the advent of digital has given us the opportunity to measure 
results, mm -hmm. which is something that we were not able to do very well in the past. Right. So, so it's, you know, it's a, a give and take, you know. It does so. have its ups. It has its downs. Yeah, yeah I agree with you. And then one of the other things that's changed a lot would be in the whole thing of news reporting and how mm -hmm. news gathering happens. And right now, uh, our world is obviously attuned, attuned to what's going on in Israel. Uh, that's changed a lot, too. Uh, the advent of instant news and 24-hour uh, news channels, that, that brought about a big change from the days that you and I had our beginnings. Absolutely. But it also has... I, it is something that saddens me terribly because, by and large, there are no more journalists. You know, I think that um, the people who who are delivering and gathering the news these days uh, have a political motivation primarily rather than a desire to inform and educate. Right. You know, and you know, I, I, I miss the days of people like Walter Cronkite. Yes, who would not give you his opinion; it was just the facts. And um, and, and, and today, you know, I was having a conversation with with a, 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 a gentleman the other day, who's saying, "I don't know who to listen to. The Republicans are pumping money into Fox, and the Democrats into everybody else." How do I know what's true? And the reality is that you don't. That's right. You know. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. So that, that's. Yeah. It, and it is sad to think yep. that Walter Cronkite could have been referred to. Can you imagine this being the, <laughs> the case today as the most trusted man in America? Yeah. That was Uncle Walter as well. Everybody called him. Uncle Walter. There yeah. is nobody like that. No, there is no. nobody like that. Yeah. And we have to kind of watch anything and read anything with a sense of uh, maybe a little bit of a suspicious eye. Skepticism. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Yeah. yeah, we have to do that. But yeah. this is something that I think all believers have now that those who aren't in the church, who aren't aware of God, we have a little uh, added something. It's not little, it's big. big. And yeah. It's a big added benefit of trusting in God in the middle of all of that. You know, it is, uh, it is, it's not easy sometimes. Yeah. You know, it is, uh, one of the things that I struggled with for a very long time is the loving of your neighbor until I realized not by my own devices, but because somebody much smarter than me, you know, opened my eyes that liking and loving are not the same thing. That's right. And uh, and that loving your neighbor simply means wishing for them the best. And I still question, how do you love a uh, pedophile? Hmm. And so the so 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 what it made sense to me is you as a Christian, you as a human being. Do you wish for people to to go to hell and to suffer for all eternity? Or do you wish for that everybody was able to rest in peace eternally? Mm -hmm. and, and, and the answer is, it's not my place to decide whether he or she deserves that. But it is my place to say, I hope that those people have enough time yeah, to change yeah. right. and to allow right. that uh, catharsis to happen in their lives, so that so that they can, you know. Yeah, I think we have no idea for anybody who wishes that kind of uh, end for anyone has no idea what they're what that would be like oh. an eternity with separated without from God the Lord. without the Lord and being tormented by by the enemy that is just beyond so these are times that are tough and we're our prayers constantly going out for all the world leaders especially those leaders in israel right now that's going on and uh, i'm praying for our own nation that we'll have as a country the right response to what's going on 
you know, it is so unfortunate that um, the the diplomacy, diplomacy does not work. Yeah. And that, you know, innocent people will will lose their lives in any response that that we, you know, in support of Israel and anybody else that supports Israel uh, is going to have. That's right. But, so you're here. Uh, I've so enjoyed this time. We've got just a couple of minutes left. You're in Gainesville now for really, I guess, the first uh, you're under two weeks here, maybe just the first week, I right? I've been here 10 days. 10 Mike. days. 10 All right. Days. So a Third little... day on the job. There you go. This is awesome. <laughs> what about the area? Uh, maybe did you expect? And what about the area is a surprise? Well, my first surprise was that, um, of course, I was coming in on, uh, on I-10. And uh, my first surprise is that when I hit Tallahassee, I could not believe the vegetation that is yes. there. Yeah. It is so beautiful. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I think of Florida swamps. Yeah, which is not true. That's not true. Right. It's there, not there true. are swamps. There but, are. There yeah. are somewhere in there. You yeah. know, and um, and then um, I, I, I just I like the what kids refer to as the vibe of of, of the city. I think it's going to be really nice. And it's it, it's at Gainesville. It's a central point. You're at the beach or, you know, in any direction in two hours. That's right. You're, you know, Orlando is, you know, just right there. That's right. So uh, um, I'm not that interested in Miami. Uh, not these days. Uh, so it's further down, but it's still <laughs> relatively close. Yeah, so, right. You've yeah. got it all right here. Yeah, it's beautiful. And yeah. the sky in Texas, they call it big sky uh, um, for good reasons. Yeah. A lot different. My wife and I were talking about this as we were dr- driving up yesterday yeah. to Gainesville. You look around the skyline in Gainesville, you can't see the skyline. You cannot. <laughs> because cannot. we have this lush amount of trees everywhere. And Talk to me, Mike. Explain to me about this haze. Yeah, well, that's not always this way. Okay, yeah. no, what is no, going no. on? Explain well, it. there are a couple of factors for that. I mean, it. some of it has been wildfires type things that's happened this last year from up in Canada even. Yeah. So it's all come down from that. But we typically do not in Florida have this level, and especially with this kind of an unusual almost um, – uh, tropical type of effect of rain that we're having right now. Yeah, yeah, but I, I you know, when I, I drove to Orlando from here, yeah, uh, I was waiting for it to go away. Yeah, and it didn't go away. Yeah, it it's was, unusual. Yeah, it, it okay. doesn't happen every so time. So this is not not normal. Not typical. Okay, not typical all right. at all. Nope. Now, one thing you will find: we have a lot of rain rainstorms in the afternoon, and uh, they are quick and usually over in the summertime. But you're just getting ready for the best winter season of your life, my friend. I, that's what I hear. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be wonderful. And by the way, go Gators! So there, we'll we'll kind of wrap things up with that. Go Gators! <laughs> my 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 favorite uh, Florida team. That's right. Yep. That's it. That's it. So. M- uh, Milko, thank you for being with thank me. Thank you, Mike. Me. I appreciate this opportunity and, and uh, you know, look forward to working with you and everybody else. And if there's anything I can do for you, by all means. And, and of course, Milko is based right in Gainesville at Mark Radio. That's M-A-R-C Radio. And you can find us on the web, obviously. Just do that search. And... Uh, We thank you, friends, for being with us today. Hope you've enjoyed this as much as I have. It's been a great time. We'll see you next time on Afternoons with Mike.